This principle of success is called the Mastermind Principle. The, 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 the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. Podcast. If you're wanting to realize your ideas, goals, and dreams, and on the journey of masterminding your life, it's time for the podcast made just for you. This is the Mastermind Your Life Podcast. With Tolu Owoyemi. Owoyemi. What's going on, Masterminders? Welcome to another episode of Mastermind Your Life. We have Lashana West in the house. She is a business therapist and mindset strategist that has been serving in the mental health field for over 20 years. Look, she uses a life coaching and business blend in her approach to help her clients get laser-focused results. Doesn't matter if you are a nine-to-fiver or an entrepreneur, you want to tap in with Lashana to get that support and accountability so you can do anything your heart desires. Lashana, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I'm very excited that you're here too as well because I have never seen or heard a business therapist, but the, the moment I saw it, it made sense. Yeah, I get that a lot. I, I get that a lot. And honestly, I made the term up. I looked at what I was doing, how I was really making an impact. And I didn't want to call myself a mindset coach because I have a master's in counseling and I'm a therapist in real life. So I said, okay, I'm a business strategist. I'm a therapist. Let's get the best of both worlds. Incredible. Incredible. So talk about why mindset, you know, what did your journey look like, especially in the beginning to allow you to understand mindset at a higher level? Yeah. So this is the, the cool thing. And why I love entrepreneurship. Um, And Russell Bronson said it a couple months ago in a post. He said that entrepreneurship is one area where you're forced to do your inner work. If you want to go to therapy, you're going to make an appointment. You're going to go to to a therapist. If you want to go to a motivational event, you're going to make you're going to buy your tickets. You're going to go with entrepreneurship. Sometimes the things are just thrown in your lap, whether it's imposter syndrome lack of confidence, overthinking, and you could be on a Zoom call, you could be in a masterclass, you could be on a podcast session, right? And what I learned, mindset in is mental health. Let me say that again. Mindset is mental health. So no matter if you are a millionaire, billionaire, or a nine-to-fiver, how you perceive the world, how you think about things, how you analyze or lack thereof is indicative of your mental health. And when I first got into entrepreneurship, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a coach. I'm going to coach people how to get clarity. I didn't realize that I had everything that I needed by being a therapist and laser focused in on mindset. But what I do is a higher level because I have the therapeutic acumen and the strategic analytical and critical and clinical thinking so you get the best of both worlds you get a life coach blend that's the mental health piece and then the strategic business strategy as well incredible and you know you've been working with people you know especially in the early years of people with developmental disabilities what did what did that teach you about life? You know, working with people that were handicapped and maybe their mentality or the various uh, aspects. Great question. Um, I love that I started my journey working with individuals with developmental disabilities because I'm talking about 
Some couldn't speak. Some couldn't talk. Some couldn't walk. Um, wheelchair bound. Uh, we had to do everything for them. And it made me, I'm not going to say humble because if you Google the word humble, it makes you less than. And a lot of us were like, I'm humble. Humble yourself. That's not the word. It made me appreciate and to be more compassionate to myself and to others because at any moment, with the blink of an eye, everything can change for us. We yeah. can be wheelchair brown. We could not be able to see, talk, fill in the blank. And I started working with them at the age of 18 and then started working with at-risk youth and then started working with families and now working with entrepreneurs. But all of that set me up for what I'm doing right now, working with entrepreneurs and creatives. Incredible. The leadership to work with people that are mentally disabled or this developmental disabilities or this, you know, what did, what did that, how did that shape your character? Because I know sometimes that it's like, man, can't you just get this right? Or, oh my God, you know, but talk to us about how that kind of helped you blossom into like a, a better version of yourself working with them. Well, that's an excellent question. Um, patience empathy now 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 follow me though because i wasn't even a therapist yet when i started working with that um population of people but if you think about a therapist patience empathetic approach uh transparent so it literally set the foundation for what i trailblazed in my corporate america realm and in what i'm doing now um but in the moment it really shaped my character of just being overly, overly grateful because every day I would work with them and then go home to my life. But like they were a part of my life. Right. In addition, I grew up in a dysfunctional household, both parents on drugs. And so it was almost like a safe space. Listen, when you are laying bed bound and you can't do anything and you're dependent on someone taking care of you, you have to let your guards down and, and just hope that they do right by you. Right. And so of course, when you interview people, the right people in the door, but there was also people who weren't there to really help the people. And they were just there for the money, which went into a negative spiral. I won't go into that. Um, but it just continued to keep me on the up and up on, being compassionate, high integrity, and just great character ongoing in my life. As you can tell, there's a lot of people, entrepreneurs or teachers or, you know, therapists that, you know, work with people with developmental disabilities. How were you able to then transition? Can you talk about working with people with disabilities to then maybe expanding and growing? What did that next phase of life look like for you? Yeah, so even when I was working with the individuals with developmental disabilities, I always had a leadership persona or ability, right? So even though I was, they would call it um, mental health technician one or whatever, I got promoted to the next level. And just doing more leadership things like I didn't perceive things, oh, that ain't on my job description, I'm not doing it. If something was left out, I'm putting it away. If someone wanted to do XYZ, I'm stepping up. And so from there, I started working with at-risk youth. 
got promoted, trailblazed my career to where um, I ended up being a CEO of the company and they relocated me all over the world to start and train up new staff. So the things and the qualities that I had working with the first population continue to build. Now I'm a CEO of my own company. I'm building entrepreneurs. I'm building professionals and CEOs and supporting them. And the, the funny thing is sometimes we think that we're doing different things, but we are the same person. We just get better at what we do and we evolve over time and it just gets thicker and deeper and better in pursuit. Incredible. Uh, just to go a little bit off track, where were some of the places that they sent you to around the world? Sure. So I started working with the, the developmental disability population in Topeka, Kansas. That's where I grew up. If someone says, where are you from? My story is I was born in Germany, raised all over, but I claim Kansas because that's where I grew up from elementary to high school. Um, I started working for the company in the mental health realm in Orlando, Florida. Uh, they relocated me to Omaha, Nebraska. And then they relocated me to uh, California. Um, and from there, I went to Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, to be exact. And after that, I stopped working for the company. Um, and now I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. So I think me growing up as a military brat, living all over, just literally made me in alignment with traveling as an adult and not like, you know, some people, the sound of relocating is PSD. You feel me? But for me, I'm like, okay, new opportunity, new energy. And that's because I grew up in that realm. Amazing. Uh, when you think about your early childhood and the upbringing, you said, you know, it was rough. Parents were on, on drugs. What were some lessons or, what were some observations that, you know, as you grew up and you understood their mindset and maybe what caused them to get into that, did you take out of it that has then allowed you to either learn to apply it to your life or learn to apply it to others that you teach or work with? Yeah. The one word that I could just answer the whole question with is resiliency. Right? Being able to bounce back, being able to endure X, Y, Z and still come up on top, even though. And so nobody says, oh, I want to do drugs. Oh, I want to abuse my child or, oh, I want to go do X, Y, Z. But when you are stressed out and you're potentially low income and you don't have the tools, you resort in crisis, Right. And so what happened for me in my life, because I don't say what happened to me, I say what happened for me, I wouldn't be here before you talking to you had none of that happened for me in my life, right? I wouldn't be serving and making an impact in the world had the things didn't happen for me. So I'm very empathetic to everybody because at the end of the day, every person in the world wants to do well. Can they do well? That's indicative of support and their ability to have their mindset in a frame where they can make better decisions than the decisions that they're making. Whether you're in the military, whether you're a parent, whether you work at a 7-Eleven, or whether you're a child on a playground, your mind is telling you, hey, she hit me. Do I hit him back? Do I go tail? Do I run? 
you have to choose. But when you have support and you have tools, if that child is raised in a home where they say, if someone goes and hit you, defend yourself. If someone hits you, go tell. That support and that training is going to set them up for when the thing actually happens, right? And so for with my parents going down the spiral of doing drugs, they didn't have the capacity. They didn't have the tools. They didn't have the education. And so here we are. However, at the end of the day, nobody's perfect. You have this the accountability on demand event. Um, talk to us about what birthed that idea and what has it, it. Because I think when people put on events, they don't know the magic they're putting out there. They don't know like the people it can bring together, the connections. So talk to us about what birthed that idea within you and what has been some surprising uh, manifestations of putting together that. Yeah. Event. So accountability on demand live is basically my business. My business is accountability on demand, one-on-one -on -one coaching, community building and group coaching. So think of family reunion. Iyala Van Zandt fix my life and a business conference all in one. Okay. Business branding balance. We have fun, we learn, we earn, we collaborate. There's people who met who are now making money together. There's people there who went and they left renewed and revived, ready to kill it. There's people who were a little fuzzy on their clarity on what they wanted to be, who they wanted to be as a business, and now they're out killing it. So my goal is for you to grab a seat and just relax. Don't have your guards up. Don't go in there with a chip on your shoulder, which nobody does because those are who are attracted to me and align with me are, are, it's just an essence. They're down to earth, very open, creative, fun, and a little bit of quirky. Incredible. Uh, Lashana, if you could go back in time and coach a younger version of yourself, talk to us about what you would say to her and how exactly you would coach her. Wow, you are getting deep. What what do you do again? Are you sure you're not a a therapist or a a, a life coach? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just love having great conversations with great people. Oh, I love it. No, that that was actually a compliment. Um and what I did was try to divert from the question for those that can can anyways. Um so <laughs> How would I coach the old version of me, the younger version of me? Um, honestly, because I asked the same question on my podcast, what would you tell your 15-year-old self? And I would talk to younger Lashana and say, slow down and be a kid. You know, with my parents being around, I was lying on applications at the age of 14 working. All right. I graduated at semester from high school. Because I was super smart, graduated just so I could work full time. Like I didn't really get to. Now, mind you, I did play do extracurricular activities, but I wasn't fully present. I wasn't really being a kid, letting my guards down. It was more so goal driven, thinking of the end result, like always thinking of the what's to come. Right. So I would say enjoy the present moment because you don't get it back. Have fun and don't rush to be an adult. Uh, when you say be a kid, break that down. What does that look like? You know, what, what does that, that look be, like? Be a, a kid. kid? To you. Yeah. Huh? What does that mean to you? Well, I didn't have a choice because if I were to be a kid, that means 
I'm not getting up and cooking. That means I'm not um, working at 14. But if I chose to be a kid, then the money wasn't coming in because my, my mom was out doing drugs. So some people have a choice. I didn't have a choice. But I would tell Lashana, the younger Lashana, what can you do to continue to be a kid and still get your needs met? Who do you need to go ask help from? How can you meet in the middle instead of going down a deep hole? Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Okay. So now, what are some things that you notice that full-time entrepreneur CEOs that are out there trying to make it happen, what, is, what are some things that you notice about them that they often have issues with that you help them resolve? Yeah, that's a really good question. And actually, that's what I'm excellent at. So I help entrepreneurs and CEOs pinpoint the root cause of their mindset blocks that are causing them to bleed while leading. Ooh, bleed while leading. What does that mean? Bleeding that while mean? leading. That means we present and show up like everything's okay. The money's coming in. But we're doing it out of depletion. We're not in alignment with who we truly want to be. We don't have the capacity to serve self because we keep serving others. But I help understand and figure out where does that come from, the function of that behavior. It isn't just because I want to win. It's deeper. It digs deeper. It stems back to childhood. Whether it was the way you grew up, whether it was lack of X, Y, Z, whether it was a dysfunctional relationship, Whatever it is, I help you pinpoint the root cause of it because a lot of times we're addressing things that we think are the reasons, but it's not the reason. And that's why the problem continues to resurface. You are so courageous, you know, going on stage, speaking, pouring into others and being your authentic self. A lot of people can't do that. You know, they're afraid. Oh, my God. What are these people going to think about me? I'm X, Y, Z. However, you're able to go up there and you speak and, you know, really. And what do you think allowed you to maybe overcome that fear of speaking? Or maybe you never had that fear of speaking. But I actually did that. have a fear of speaking. And it wasn't because I was scared or I was shy. Um, when I was four, I actually uh, was in a freak accident while I fell and broke my jaw. And after that, my jaw grew crookedly. And I, by the time I was 17, I had three reconstructive jawbone surgeries. And so I was bullied, called crooked mouth. When I would talk, I would talk really fast because I didn't want anybody to notice. I could sing really good, but I really didn't pursue the, um, the world of singing. I sung at church, but I didn't like sing really publicly because I was afraid that people would notice. Uh, bullied about it and at some point I had to tell myself you can't keep running from speaking and I just engaged in exposure therapy I made it up I started doing what I was afraid to do so most times wow. at work in corporate when they say hey we want somebody to present on XYZ most people be like turning their head acting like they're doing something I raised my hand, got really good at it, got promoted, started speaking more. And now as an entrepreneur, 
80% of my income comes from speaking on stages and impacting the masses. Wow. That is incredible. Uh, what is it that allows you to, it seems like you're able, you have like a more nuanced grip over your mentality. If you want something, you're going to go out, you're going to get it. If something, you know, it's fair, something like that nature versus other people that they allow that thing to like, oh my, I'll never do that. You, you won't see me up there. You won't see me doing that. So how, what's different about the way you think that allows you to do those things that other people seize up? Because it was like, man, fear of speaking is like even stronger than the fear of death. Yes, it is. Well, the reason why is because if I can overcome the things that I've already come in my life, this is peanuts. The reason why I have the grit and I'm so relentless is because I've already endured seeing my mom and dad being on drugs, domestic violence, mental, physical abuse, growing up in a dysfunctional household. That's some of the most courageous things that you can endure. So when I walk and do entrepreneurship, when I'm applying for a job in corporate, when I'm meeting with the client, that's minute. That's easy. I've done hard stuff already. So I don't see it as a challenge. I don't see it as, oh, this is going to be challenging. I see it as an opportunity. And guess what? No means. No means next opportunity. Yeah. Right? That is because of my mindset. If my mindset told me, girl, nobody's going to want to buy your offer. You're going to really leave your nine to five, an 80K job to, to, to be a coach and you don't know when the money's going to come. You're going to speak on a stage of 100 plus people. If I seen that as scary as a challenge, then of course I would shrink. But we don't shrink around here because we've already overcome some of the hardest stuff in our lives. And I believe that for everybody. Lashana, now, when people come to you and, you know, they said within the first five years, you know, businesses. And I think that's probably like some of the toughest times. People are unsure. There's fear of money. There's, am I good enough for this? You know, we it's grueling to pitch yourself and, and, and try to build a business, especially if you don't have a support system. So when, when they come to you and they say, Lashana, help, how do you then start to help them? Can you walk us through that process? Yeah, so I have a six-part framework. It's called the Succeed Method. Late words, there's six C's, right? And the first step is courage. It's not clarity. It's not working on your content. It's not building confidence. It is gaining the courage to really stand in who you are, what you really want to do. So you're in alignment with your inner core and it can be sustainable and not just for a season. Now, mind you, it's not finite. Because we are always becoming. Michelle Obama got the book, Becoming. We always ask these kids, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? It's not finite. And by me helping the person understand that this is a journey, it helps them to let their guards down and not be so anxious and not so pretentious and so perfectionist about their journey and relax. And that's when you're able to be in the flow because you're not so angst about where you want to go. It's about 
how you get there and what you experience along the way. Incredible. When it comes to mentality with entrepreneurs, what are the common stumbling blocks or characteristics that you see? Like, oh, you're doing this. I, I've, I've seen this before. So what are, what are some of those things that you see commonly, well, especially maybe with clients or maybe on the outside that you see? Yeah, honestly, it's imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome, I'll break it down, but it's so many variables. That's what I capture it with. Imposter syndrome is the inner critic telling you that you're not enough, telling you that you can't do X, Y, Z, even though you have the accolades and you have the skills, right? And so imposter syndrome will impede opportunities and your ability to stand full in your power because in here you're telling yourself that you're not enough and you really can't do it, right? And it causes the money mindset blocks. It causes the overthinking, realizing the what ifs, I should, the maybe, the shrinking. That's what 85% of my clients struggle with. And people want to do their best. You know, everybody wants to succeed. You know, everybody wants to get to the next level. And LaShawn, I got a question for you. Sure. It seems like society causes a lot of the stress that, you know, you, everybody is trying to compare themselves to these people that worked 10, 15 years. They're trying to do it in one year. You know, people want to be an overnight success. How should we as entrepreneurs look at other successful entrepreneurs? To look at them just like we look at ourselves. They put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. No one's better than the other. And honestly, we all had to start at day one. But when we put them on a pedestal, oh, I want to be like her. Oh, I want to be like him. Wow, she did that. Whoa, he's driving that. That's where the chaos comes from because we're comparing. But we don't know what, what happens when the camera goes off, when the lights are off, when the filter is removed. We don't know what's really going on. So most time we're comparing ourselves to a facade that's not even real. Wow. What is a client experience that you remember? Maybe you helped them with a mindset change or a clarity that exhilarates you. Maybe you had a huge transformation in their lives whereby they were able to then go on. Or maybe even something simple, but tell us about a memory that, you know, you, you're fond of. Yeah, so I'll share one. Um, this person didn't even work with me in my program. She had a VIP day. And a VIP day with me is a four to six hour experience here in Atlanta where I take you through mindset. And when I say take you through mindset, what I mean by that is me exploring what your mindset blocks are, lack of confidence, overthinking, scarcity thinking, pessimistic thoughts, money mindset. You don't want to charge your worth because you don't think you're worth it. Whatever those blocks are, right? And then we dig deep to assess where they came from. And when we dug deep to assess where hers came from, it was from growing up in a home where she didn't really have a voice. And she was basically wow. walked over. And so in corporate, she was walked over to where she would get paid for 40 hours a week, but really work around 70, 80 hours a week. And, you know, run to her boss's beck and call. And, you know, a lot of gaslighting. It stemmed from the growing up in that kind of home. 
We processed that, worked through that, came up with the mindset master plan, individualized for her. And I will tell you, within weeks, I've seen a different person online in, in her communication, in her confidence. She was sitting on a live event that she didn't want to do. We worked through it. She did it. It sold out. She's booking clients at a rapid rate because now she's standing full in her power. She understands where those blocks came from and why it self-sabotaged her in corporate. And now she's not repeating the behaviors, but now she's impacting more lives because she is in alignment with who she is. Mind you, I worked with her for six hours, one day, not a nine month program, not a 16 week intensive one day that one day must have been consolidated i said you did in one day what it takes years for people to do i will also add for my vip day clients i get them a brand photo shoot because i want them to build confidence with my support so she got a photo shoot pictures was on fleet she was able to present herself and show her brand in a different light all of those things that i curated for that day Changed her life. Incredible. Um, Lashana, you're pouring into people, helping them uncover and, you know, uh, engineer their mindset and a lot of different things. You know, you're doing mental surgery. Uh, what do you do so that you pour into yourself, you know, as you're pouring into others? Talk to us. Do you read books? Are you, you know, praying to God? Are you... Do you have some mentors? Like, what do you do to kind of like make sure that you're charged or like, you know, ready to go in your AK? Great question. So I used to struggle with that. And um, that's when I was burned out working in corporate, building my business. And I was an adjunct professor. For those that don't know what that is, I was a, a professor at a university um, in the social science realm. Right. So I wasn't pouring into myself. I wasn't getting support. And I had to choose. Is it going to be your business accountability on demand? Is it going to be your nine to five? Is it going to be the adjunct? Got rid of the adjunct and the nine to five. Chose me and my business. That was 13 months ago. Now I have more capacity to increase my physical regimen. Um, make sure that I'm setting boundaries and not crossing them with myself, my clients, and my family. Of course, yes, I pray. I meditate, but I want to add more because I do it in a limited way, really quickly. I'm not like digging deep and sinking into it, right? So that's something that I am increasing, but I definitely have made progress from now and last year. Incredible. Uh, for those that sabotage themselves and they have this negative self-talk or negative experience and they just say to themselves, you know what, it's just not possible for me. Everybody else, or maybe they look at that traumatic situation and they just say, this is, this is, this is me. I just, I just take it as it is. How do you, um, the ones that are tougher, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you kind of, help them overcome that you know either the destructive self-belief or the limiting mindset yeah so honestly 
at the end of the day, I don't enable. I help you understand what you have going on, what your options are. But the biggest thing I help you do is to see what will happen if you continue on the path that you're on. And you decide you want this or this. Right? So for those that are like, oh, they're just very finite. I might need to refer them to a therapist. I might need to... Give them what I can give them and let them figure it out on their own until they're ready to do the work. But I don't pull people to their to their progress. I walk with them. But if you're not walking with me, you're going to get left. Now, why am I so frank about it? Because I understand what's on the other side. I, be- I believe in them, but I can't do it to where it's stressing me out. That's called Blur, that's called blurred boundaries. So for those that are not ready, they need to holler at me when they are ready. Does that make sense? <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. I love it. Um, it, it. It does. It does. And you're right, because there are those type of people that they will, they kind of want to drag you down with them. Yep. We're not doing that. And I can spot that out. I can spot that in about five minutes max. And see, I do a complimentary clarity call where we'll, we can talk for 15 minutes for me to assess and learn what your needs are, what you've tried, what you need. I share with you how I can help you. But if I see that you're not a good fit, I'll also let you know that it's not a good fit. But I can spot those people out with the five minutes max just by talking to them. Mm, incredible. Um, talk to us about the AOD mystery box. Uh, you obviously have, you know, a plethora of programs and courses, but first talk to us about the AOD mystery box. And that sounds exciting. Yeah. So accountability on demand mystery box. Um, it literally gets you insight into the AOD culture. Um, you got some goodies in there, goodies that you probably need that you don't do for yourself. There's maybe a journal, maybe some little knickknacks, of course, the AOD t-shirt. But the bigger thing is it comes with a digital mindset toolkit. Um, and it also comes with my core accelerator um, training where you get clarity on your business building, things of that nature. So it's some physical things in there, but also some digital things in there to help you with your learning. Wolf, incredible. Uh, for those that are listening and they're like, man, a business, I need that. I, I need that. Or they know somebody who needs that. Uh, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you or to get started or to sign up or even for that clarity call? Um, tell us about that, please. Yeah. So the best way is to text the word mindset to 678-336-7756. It's also on my Instagram um, in the bio. But when you text that word to the number, you'll get an automatic link to your cell phone and it'll push you to the next level of scheduling your complimentary call so we can assess and see what you need. Some people sign up for life coaching with me. Some people sign up for the blend, which is a life coach, business coaching intensive. Um, And some people just learn about what I'm doing and they assess if it's a good fit. And if not, 
they check back in with me later. Bottom line, very valuable because you will get a quick win just in that 15 minute call. Incredible. Uh, Lashana, when not working, you know, let's take it off, you know, a little break. Uh, how do you how do you like to refresh and just kick back and relax? You know, what are some things that you do to kind of like, you know, this, you know, just let yourself flow and just breathe and, you know, chill and relax? Great question. So I'm intentionally building a life that I don't have to relax from. Oh, interesting. Right. Some may say, oh, girl, that's burnout. No, it ain't. I love what I do. <laughs> When I'm coaching, I'm I'm in I'm in my flow zone. I love it. When I'm speaking on stages, I love it. When I'm working with clients, I love it. When I'm on podcast sessions, I love it. So I make sure to decompress. But as far as me taking a break and it's not separated, it's a lifestyle. If I go to Mexico right now, I can still do my coaching sessions and be on the beach. Right? If 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 it's five AM, I might be serving a client who's in a different time zone. That ain't happening yet because I love sleep. But my point is, I don't clock in and clock out. Okay? For self-care, I might take a hike with my daughter. I might go out to eat by myself. Um, I might travel, do festivals, things of that nature. But my mind, how I'm wired, I'm always on. That might not be for everybody. But that, this is the thing. We got to stop trying to be like everybody and be who we are and do what works for us. In this season, that's how I'm operating. Five years from now, my answer might be different for you. But right now, it's just decompressing, making sure my self-care is in alignment. But I'm always on. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Masterminders. Everybody that's out there and future listeners... This has probably been one of the most unique podcasts, episodes, a business therapist. I, I, I actually feel like so recharged and calm just talking to you, Lashana. And thank you for deciding to like step into that role. Like, yes. Or they say, yas. <laughs> and yas. I know that's right. Um, and I, I can't wait to see what the future, I, thank you, and training people to, to be business therapists because we, we need it. And I think especially, you know, in the urban community whereby we kind of like almost not business, you know, we're not exactly the most business savvy people in the world. So a lot of us are trying to get it out of the mud, trying to, you know, fail our way forward. So somebody like you, you're able to be that ointment, you're able to be that, that, that vision helper and guider and say look you got this like you know think about it this way and uh it's it's incredible um make sure y'all tap in with her hashtag bay balance above everything um her podcast um make sure you follow her across all social media platforms share her profile with other people if you yourself need to tap in and you know you're doing business. You know somebody who's in business. Maybe you want to get them a gift. You want to get them the VIP day. Make sure you go ahead because you might be the difference between somebody quitting, burning out, you know, committing suicide, or deciding, you know, I can go the extra mile. I can 
I can do this and I can build something that's going to be impactful, something that I desire. So we're going to give you guys direct access and all the links to her. Uh, make sure you tap in. Um, Lashana, any last words? Anything that you want to get off your chest or say to the people? No, I just want to thank you again for having me on. Um, I think more of these conversations need to be had because it's a lot of things we talked about are the things that we compartmentalize and put in a little box and we don't use our throat chakra and talk about the things. So I'm hoping that a lot of this information that we talked about today inspires someone to do a self-reflection check and really think about, am I happy? What does happiness mean to me? Why aren't or are I happy? And how do I get to the optimal level and fulfillment in life and business? And that's where you do the deep work. Incredible. We love it. Lashana, keep on shining. Keep on transforming and impacting the masses' lives. I can't wait to see what you have going on and what you continue to build. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be mind-blowing. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Masterminders, until next time, keep on masterminding. Thank you for listening to the Mastermind Your Life podcast with Tolu Owoyemi. We hope you enjoy. Be sure to rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform. And follow Tolu on Instagram at T-O-L-U dot O-W-O-Y-E-M-I. Keep mastering your life and we'll see you here next time.